Welcome to Behind the Meat Curtains. I am the Brad. And I'm Kat. Today we are recording live from Backside Kegs. Thank you, Andre, from Backside Kegs, for hosting us this evening. Whether you need a keg for your next event, want to host a private party, or have a thirst for the coldest and cheapest beer in town, you won't be disappointed at Backside Kegs. So one of the, the first questions, or one of the questions I've asked every episode, and I think I'll keep on doing it as long as they are new entertainers, uh, or I guess with the last episode, new people in the club. Uh, we'll, okay, first of all, let's go around. Do the meet and greet. Do the meet and greet, yeah. Um, we'll start over here. I'm Livy. Um <laughs> I'm Livy. I've been in the industry for nearly 24 years now. I am a dancer. And uh, kind of uh, inadvertently house mom. I am a pixie Sage Wallace. I go by Sage nowadays. A name I added to Pixie Wallace after a little bit of time. I've been doing this about six years. Uh, yeah. What, are you, what do you do in the industry? I am an exotic dancer. So you're a dancer as well. Okay. And the other uh, the other question that I was going to start with is, what is your origin st- story? And to preface it, like. As I've said to others, this is kind of a unique job. Like, not everybody uh, thinks about. Some people would even be offended by having a job in the sex industry. So, like, what made you decide to do it when you first did it? What was your impressions? Were you, like, scared or excited? Like, all of the stories that you can remember about the deciding to do it and, and your first uh, time. Well... That, that, boy, uh, memory of that. <laughs> um, it was uh, 1998. I was 19 years old. Um, just a year past graduation from my, um, from a place very close to where I ended up starting. Um, I, they, this is back when they actually had ads in the, newspaper in the classifieds they actually had an ad for dancers i found the ad and um called and found out when the house mom was supposed to be there and she would you know do an audition and i went in and um i ended up being able to work for four hours it was uh at the end of my shift my very last my song that i ended with was another one bites the dust um for listeners that don't know what a house mom is, how would you explain a house mom? There's varying degrees. A uh, house mom is basically the one that you can go to when you have questions um, when you're new. Um, or she has the accessories. She has um, the, oh, you need a pair of shoes. Or this gal was, um, they, they, she was like, not necessarily a manager, but she was the go-to um, to help us. Um, and she had a huge trunk, and I was able to go in and take some outfits because I came in completely empty-handed. I had nothing, and um, there was no there was no store locally. There was a little tiny lingerie shop that was almost a clo- uh, like a walk-in closet kind of uh, kind of like the one you have at the club right now. It was a little <laughs> bit, but maybe twice as much as what I have now. Um, yes, um, and uh, so I didn't even know about. I'm, that's actually where I went afterwards. I took my earnings and I went and bought myself some outfits and a pair of shoes. Actually, I got a pair of shoes from the house mom, and um, I went back and um, I was uh, because I was 19. I had to stay in the dressing room I could only go on stage and I uh, do dances so I could not um, mingle I couldn't sit in the bar or anything like that so for me I guess becoming a house mom was inevitable because I was always in the dressing room I I I was just hanging out and I've uh, always you know I'm like that's where I feel comfortable what was your um what was your mindset when you were doing it were you were you scared the first time? Do you even know if you were scared the first time? You know, it, it's hard to... Uh, yeah, there was nerves and stuff, but um, I have 
I, I, I was a, uh, a thespian in high school. Um, I, well, even before that, I, uh, <laughs> my first time in a play was in church. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I was corrupted from the beginning or something, you know. And you decided, I'll take what I learned from church and apply it to stripping. Right? You know? And your boyfriend's a preacher's kid. Oh. Yeah. My first boyfriend was too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> full, full circle. Um, so I, I, I was... I was nervous, um, especially since I uh, was 15 miles away from graduate my high school, and the the town is, is very small. And uh, um, I ended up not actually taking on a stage name. I actually ended up using a variation. It's my nickname. I've been going by it, and it's my me who I am. So. Um, I was already kind of promiscuous and open, so my nerves were like very small. Nothing has changed after pretty I saw your photos the other day. Pretty much. <laughs> we'll get around to that. Uh, Pixie Sage, you're up. Um, I started six years ago. I was 33. I did the math just now. I'm 39 now. And um, I, I wasn't nervous as well. I was more exhilarated. I was the girl who got drunk and threw her clothes off and ran down the street and the boyfriend threw the parka on and said, what the fuck, this crazy bitch. So, um, and doing hardcore yoga in my living room. So I would have been doing all that in my living room if, um, you know, nobody said, hey, do you know that in Washington... And in surrounding areas, I've gone to strip clubs and women just do this exact thing that you're doing right now. And and your mom was a stripper, and I know that. So, like, would you like to go to, a, like, an amateur night? And then I, I did in Seattle. And the women were horrible. They were horrible. They were, they were already picking their friend that they had brought in, I could tell now. And the... Horrible in the sense that the way they treated you, or yeah, they were shooting daggers, like insane daggers, and and they do horrible things, from what I can hear. Um, well, for me, <laughs> it is what it is, and so like, um, so I was just like bad energy all around. It felt like, but uh, there's a place outside of um, in Renton, outside of uh, Seattle. That I started to work shortly afterwards, and it is chill. It's just as chill as the place I work now. And um, I don't know. I, I went in there, and I told all the women that my mom was a dancer and that I was coming from a place of, like, thinking proud thoughts about her and that I was just giving this a shot and see how it was. And they were all, it was like a sorority. They were all really kind to me. That's cool. And I spent, like, one year there. Was Was the impetus to go do it, like... Uh, I know I can make a lot more money than whatever I'm doing now or well I um I had a job already so I was working seven days a week doing both jobs I was trying to distract myself because I was having a divorce I was in the middle of a divorce and um I had a lot of time on my hands just to fill and not think and so I was um it was to make a lot of money, but I made zero, really, honestly. Right. I, I made nothing. It was a practice. It was a sorority. It was a learning experience. Um, I made something sometimes. One of my, my oddest experiences happened there. I'll tell you about in a bit. <laughs> um, I, I <laughs> and, um, and then when I left and when I came here, I was told, you know, all horror stories, be careful, you know, go off, wear sweaters as cover-ups, everything's going to be great. And, um, you know, and a lot of mistakes were made doing it, you know, free. Because I had a boyfriend when I first started. So I had, like, a safety, like, be good, be sexy, do what you want. But, like, you know, you're coming home to me. Right. I'm here to hear your stories. Everything's comfortable. But then when I left, I had no boyfriend. So I made uh, so many mistakes. <laughs> I'm sure that's uh, maybe some stories we can hear. <laughs> The, the last question I have, yeah. The last question I have for you, because you brought it up, um, when you learned that your mom was a stripper, what was your first reaction? It was when I was nine, and my kid's nine now. Um, sh I I envisioned Demi Moore. Mm. I envisioned sitting in the back 
Like, it'd be cool if I sat in the back. She had explained to me that she did no lap dances. She was the star. She had, I had her cassette tape, so I had her music. I knew how long it was and how theatrical and how out there it was for, um, I knew she was different. Um, I knew she, so, I, and she didn't drink. She was sober the whole time, so I, I knew it was a performance art. I've seen her practice a little bit. And I had, like, a little bit of an inside. And, um knew that Jersey was crummy for that. It was New Jersey. Right. It was crummy for that kind of thing. So it was very short-lived. My brother's friends had snuck in there at a very young age. And um, she was like asked to just maybe stop, Mom. <laughs> right, right, right. I presume there wasn't any overlap between when she ended and when you started. No, and it was at two different places. And I'm, I'm, I'm very different. I spin around like a, a fairy um, like I'm, I'm not even touching the pole up top there, <laughs> and she never touched the pole. She was always on the floor. I don't want to dominate all the questions. You have one you want to ask? She just made me think of something. <clears throat> what got me to actually start was uh, a, a um, waitress at Sherry's um, who was a um, mom, teen mom. And so we actually went to high school together, but we didn't see each other because she was a teen mom. So she was in the teen mom program. And at that age, at 19, she was already married with two kids. And she was the one who said, hey, you should try uh, dancing. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, the strip club. I'm like, what? Strip club? And she's like, yeah, my husband uh, spends all his time there. So it was her um, encouraging me, saying that I could go and do it. Um, and I went, oh, okay, well, think about that. Yeah, and a side story to the whole thing is um, Livy and I have known each other for ages. We were both uh, worked in the movie theater a long, long, long time ago. And I remember, I don't know if you probably remember the story, I remember when we were at the um, – you coming in with, but at any rate, um, I remember you coming in with a, a foot brace because you injured yourself. I think you actually fell off the pole. Is that correct? I had a stress fracture um, because I had kicked the pole one too many times. <laughs> it was all for show. I didn't. It didn't hurt when I was doing it. it. Was a matter of I would hook my foot on the pole and with my other one I would stretch out and then I would bring it back and smack it up against the pole and repetition of that and holding on to the pole this and that and stuff. I ended up getting a stress fracture and I couldn't walk. <laughs> it sounds like you were throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal music oh man I remember past Livy was a lot more of a firecracker on stage than current Livy is <laughs> yeah then it was like you, could, you couldn't focus your eyes on her back then she was jumping all over the stage I would have died to see your early years well, that brings us on to the next question. What would you tell someone that wanted to be a stripper? What advice do you have for them? Dance moves, save your money. Actually, I have oh, too def- much. Definitely save save your money and uh, get a savings account and get a tracker on your phone and save it. <laughs> Budget. It's a business. <laughs> uh, it, it, most everything is a write-off. Clothing, shoes, uh, your makeup, uh, you, you, you have maintenance uh, for your own body. You can write off massage. You can write off, you can write off pretty much anything um, uh, in a self-care way because it is your body that is the, the product, basically. Yeah, the, um, the process is not that hard. I used to put it off and think it was a big deal, but the... Uh, the world has adapted to, you know, be able to say that the entertainment business and marketing on, on what we do, it's pretty much everybody's job nowadays. Mm-hmm. The OnlyFans and whatnot. So advice, I, I, there, there's so much. It really depends on the dancer, I think, the, the new person coming in. what, Why is she there? I think is the more specific in you know giving good advice. Uh, why, 
what's her ultimate goal with that job? Um, I never had a goal. Um, and I'm still in the industry. That's not something that happens. Um, there's not many people. It, it's Nowadays, it's uh, acceptable for women to be in it for longer than a few years. You know, six years to ten years and stuff is more common than normal. Um, and th- so with that, you know, a lot of these women come in not realizing they might end up being a long-term and that is I've noticed recently or just like the last couple of years that the average age for the dancers are a little bit older now. Yeah. Like when I first started it was all very young. I mean we yep back in the day we also had minors like eighteen to correct to twenty one or you know up. Is that not yeah. the case anymore? No, we don't no. At, at our club we don't have eighteen year olds, it's twenty one and up. But there's still more you know, 30 plus than right. there are, than there are, you know, the younger ones. And so, yeah, so there's that. I mean, the industry definitely has changed. I've been there for mm-hmm. 12 years and it, it's changed a lot. Yeah. And, and, I, and it's good because it's like the older, you know, and, uh, and when you think about it starting even, you know, in the 80s, too, as to how that mentality, you know, I, I go back to that kind of mentality because of I think of Girls, 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 the song, Motley Crue. God, fuck. <laughs> if I ever hear that song again. Right. Hands on the hip. Ladies, smile. It was uptime. Yes, it was. Uh, but it would- uh. Eight o'clock. Explain what uptime is. Um, well, in um, my long-term club, um, we had a um, a performance um, extravaganza thing where we would all have to parade around on the stages for in front of the um, customers. So it was uh, we would gather up in the dressing room. We had to have long gowns on, so that meant past your knees so this nails done hair makeup done um if you had open toe shoes you had to have toenail polish or at least clear you know manicured feet sort of thing and then um stockings stockings and garters and if a garter belt if you weren't wearing a garter actual garter belt they had uh, these new um stockings that had their uh, suspender garters they were all one piece attached and a lot of girls got into wearing those so the whole concept of stockings and garters is like really old now um so then um we would uh, line up we would have to uh we would then uh, be ushered out at the beginning of um motley cruz girls 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 and um the the dj which i'm i'm now hearing that voice because i've recently heard it again <laughs> saying ladies and gentlemen get your pocketbooks get your wallets out get ready you know we have a great we have a great lineup tonight get you, you know get ready get set are you great guys ready and then all of a sudden we would start filing out onto the stages and he'd go through the line hopefully usually he'd call us as we're coming up you know our names and we'd be going on um depending on if it was a friday night saturday night we'd go up on all three stages so we would be told as we walked out stage one stage two stage three stage one stage two stage three picture for uh the audience it's kind of like a a little parade coming out um yeah so it'd be a little parade that you guys would exactly yeah it was a, a show you know we're gonna put on a show tonight for you guys and it showcased like how many girls that we had which mm-hmm. you know they can kind of like see which ones they might yep. be interested in but it was window shopping yeah um but they would also give them some swag you know at the time well, like a no, t-shirt no, no, no. Yeah. those those were the uh, features um so we would do that uh so uptime was actually specific to eight o'clock we go out Prayed around, and then all the guys were supposed to call us down. Come on down. And we'd go and give a topless table dance, tableside. And it would be really short. It would be like 30, 
45 seconds sort of thing. And it was to encourage, you know, possibly getting a dance right off the floor, that sort of thing. But it was to encourage the interaction um, with the customers. And for someone like me who was a minor who couldn't get out on the floor and mingle, uh, I took opportunity. I would definitely ask for a dance then. We stopped having enough customers at 8 o'clock. We had too many girls and not enough customers. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I was just going to ask. There was the disappearance of that and the disappearance of um, the dollar dances. Um, we actually have talked about um, bringing that back at the current club, um, and I've been encouraging that. And it's funny because not a lot of people know how to do it. But I think we have some people around that might be able to help teach that. But but still the whole the but 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 here's the thing but but the the concept of it hasn't changed. The whole idea is to get that that dancer in very in front in in your face kind of thing off the stage. It's the interaction. It's not a matter of the just the dollar because you it does make us money. It's a great icebreaker for those people who don't want to go up to the stage. And, and it's something that in other clubs does happen, uh, just locally. So, yeah, with that and the dollar dances, do you have an, uh, an opinion about them going away? Like, we should do it still, or I'm glad that we don't do them anymore, anything like that? I see some value in, th um, in them, um, but... I don't see, I, I, I'm not sad about uptime being gone, um, but the dollar dancing I, I would enjoy doing. You know, that would give opportunity for other aspects that we could hide, like cleaning the stages. You know, it, we, we need to have a break to wipe down the stage floor real quick. And when we're doing that, we can do dollar dancing. I see a lot. I see a lot of the, the the younger girls or the the newer bougie of their own asses girls. Um, Careful, some of them will be on the show. That's fine. Those ones it. are going to end up already being in a half hour hour, so they're not even going to be on the floor. Yeah, so I mean, I could see like some people just being like, "No, we're we're above that. We're above that." But yeah, no, they'll just act like they're above it, and they don't, and they'll throw a little fit about it. But it's like there's a lot of girls that maybe aren't in. The half hour and not doing that and so it could benefit everybody as a whole but it's that, not like a team it, player environment a lot no, of the time it isn't um but it, it is because the environment is always a matter of like a, a individual it's you know it's a very your your own business did you ever do either of those i guess i worked in eugene for i would say four years and over there, we we did have that. We did, hey, you want to go do dollar dances? Nobody's really talking to anybody. You want to go do dollar dances? I was encouraged by the bartender. And then I went to a smaller club, and sometimes things like Stevie Nicks would come on, and we all spontaneous, like one girl would just start greeting people and doing like a dollar dance, turn around, go to the next person. And so we would all stop and then consecutively do it like a big circle, a childlike circle, and then it's just a spontaneous type thing. Do you yes. have an opinion about them not doing it right now? I think that if we all just discussed it like we just did and then uh, made it so like, yeah, we're cleaning the stage now. Oh, well, why don't everybody just greet somebody, do it, spin around for a second, it ain't too much. Don't do too much if you don't want to do too much. Hey, would you like a dollar dance? And if people are asking you for a dollar dance, no, I'm giving you the opportunity for a dollar dance when I feel like it. Like it's, we're giving you the opportunity for a dance when we ask you. Right. I think that um, a lot of people wouldn't would hear the dollar and not realize that it's it's more of an uh, opportunity to advertise yourself in that mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. That that's the whole point. That that is the whole point. There were um, that, and that's where a lot of girls have said dollar dancing is awesome because they get a lot of dances off of it. It's like, yeah, and and guys don't want you to go, so they're giving you more money. They're giving you a, a twenty right there because they don't want you to leave. And a lot of people are like, "How many girls do you have tonight? Where is this person? Is she still here? Is she working?" And it gives the customers an opportunity to like see like. 
everybody. I think it's a, a good interaction and stuff. And um, the the way that I've always experienced it is it's like we all are doing it. Like the entire club, all the girls are doing it. The DJ is telling us when to switch, you know. It's like stop, drop, and switch. Like, yeah. Like speed it's, dating. It, exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's it, it, definitely. And, you know, that's where, you know, guys, you know, don't want you to leave and they'll give you extra money to stay. Nobody yes. wants to go to speed dating. But once you're there, you just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And, and the fun thing about it is, it's a, a bikini dance. It's not, you know, you don't, you're not taking your clothes off. Right. You're just keeping right. everything on. You're just, yeah. And, and and I was used to, you know, flashing and stuff and everything. And you know, of course, it'd make more money, but it wasn't something that, yeah. Well, I can't you do know. this thing. Right? You can't. Sh- I, I I feel you. Small titty kid me. For those on the podcast, she is demonstra- demonstrating her shimmy right now. <laughs> the top shimmy. Tatas. Sometimes the, when you have the, big tatas, you just do a little. You know, shimmy, we have small can't. titty energy, right? Um, should we go on to our next? Yeah, I've been a bartender there. I mean, I've been there for 12 years or a little over. And yeah, and so there are things that get me through the shift because we deal with a lot of shit. I have a beer before work. I, you know, go cry in the fucking walk-in. I buy the listeners, but I like shake it off. I like. You know, flail my arms and just. Yeah, no, you just shake it off and just deal with it because we don't get breaks, we don't get that stuff. So those are my coping mechanisms, and I bring like cheese and stuff in the back to go and hide and whatever. So, what gets you through your shift? <clears throat> what are your strategies? Yeah, what are your strategies to make it through your shift? I usually start off, um, every single bartender knows um, I start off with a shot of uh, Fireball. I would prefer Sinfire, but uh, Fireball is what, what we got. Well, please, <laughs> Sinfire is much better. <laughs> um, I, have to, I have to say, though, um, when I first started, I didn't drink. Um, I didn't smoke weed. I didn't. I was. I was a very sober dancer, and um, I, because of being a minor and stuff, I didn't have uh, much of the same experience. But as I became older and everything, coming in from having life happen and whatnot, um, I actually have kids, so I go in and having you know that kind of having that shot. And having that time to, I look at look forward sometimes to work to, uh, kind of in a relaxing sense. A, a little bit, a little bit of escape, but that's also because I went through a divorce as well. Do you feel like being a dancer and being in the industry and being in that environment has like kind of pushed you to have that drink, or is it like the outside stuff? Um, I think it's all. Uh, intertwined. Um, my I come from an al- uh, alcoholic family, so I'm very already predisposed to alcohol in that sense. But for the longest time, I didn't use alcohol. I was a very sober dancer for a long, long time. Dealing with my divorce is where I started actually drinking, and then it came in. It, the, it, because I had the ability to drink at work, and I was in a safe environment. It's a family. They're taking care. So you are actually in a home, safe place. Do you have a coping me- mechanism? I don't have a coping mechanism. I have goals and things that hold it together. Um, oh, come on. You get stoned a lot. So I have, like, a, in the beginning, I have, like, um, stage goals and social goals. And so, like, a social goal would be, like, recently it's uh, put your hand on and talk to every person who walks in. Eventually, not right away because they need to have a drink and they need to feel that warm feeling and they need to to acclimate. But um, just do that. It doesn't matter how much. Just do it. Um, One night was just touch every single guy in the club. So I would run my hand across their back. I did really good that night. So just to 
pin it down when that was a strategy you were, you were implementing? I, it was stuff to, to hold it together instead of just going there for no reason. Like going there for the sake. Oh, so it was like a little game you were playing with thing. yourself. Yeah, same thing every single day. Doesn't change reason and goal. And um, like people are like, what's your money goals? And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have money goals. I just had like do better at this because you're not very good goals. Um, I can do some tricks on the pole. I would uh, like a stage goal would be like just do more stuff on the floor. Approach more people off the side of the stage. You uh, huh, look at a man. Just look at them. And don't just look at him. Look him. Yeah, we've uh, <laughs> one of the things we brought up maybe last podcast was one of the things that can make someone uh, start losing money or not making as much money as they used to is just that the weight of the industry gets on you. And because your attitude goes down, Mm -hmm. people kind of pick up on that energy and don't want to be around you anymore. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's a long way of me saying I think those are good strategies because it keeps your head in the game. Yeah, I, I, I knew I wasn't the best at it. I knew I was getting better. And if I didn't have goals on how I could do better each day and teach myself because I didn't have time to go get taught. Um, and then eventually those little women on poll on Instagram, I was like, oh, I see where her hands are now. And I would get it a lot more than in the beginning. I was like, that's a mess. I cannot understand how she's got, gotten right. into the Superman. And... Um, and also, I am determined to make sure that everybody's having a good time when I get in there. Um, I said this to my boss, who owns my club, the other day. Uh, he, he asked me about helping another woman there who's, who's going to have a baby. And I said, I'm just here to help. That's it. Um, and then I was like, oh, crap, that's true. As I walked away, I was like, that, that wasn't just a gesture. <laughs> yeah. Again, as um, you brought up that your mom was a stripper, um, how would you feel if your daughter, I, I, said, I guess you said kid, I don't know if it was a daughter or not, how would you feel if your kid became a stripper? Would that be, uh, I wouldn't care, or uh, no, I still have a pretty positive outlook on it? What, what's your feeling on that? Um, I feel like she'd probably make me really proud. She does some performing kind of things that are strong right now, and she has seen the athletic pole work ladies on Insta. I show her, like, oh, look at this lady. Look look at that crazy thing she just did. And they're wearing, like, a booty short. You know, it's the athletic ones. And um, she she's like, wow, that's you're like a superhero. So that's really all I needed to know, that, like, yeah, I'm working on that kind of thing. Yeah. Do you... Do you actually have a pole at home that you practiced on? Because you're quite athletic. I I had a place where I was staying when I was working because I was living um, 45 minutes away from my job. And then I would get driven to my job's town and work like 20 minutes outside of it. And that place I was staying in Eugene for those four years, there was a pole. There was two for a minute. I would go back and forth. Um, But also the club I was working at in Eugene... I was not getting back dances for very long. Like, it would just be, like, a couple dances. I was on that pole covering for everybody. I would do six dances in a row. There'd be no DJ during the daytime. I was practicing there. What would you feel about uh, your kid becoming a dancer? Well, I have three. Well, and I want you to divulge <clears throat> that information, not me. Um, well, that's the thing, is, is that I have to think about which one. Um, uh, my oldest is 16, and uh, they recently told me they support sex workers because they do know that I am a stripper. Um, they've known uh, for at least, I want to say, maybe six years or so. So around, this, around age 9 or 10 or so is when um, they learned. And then their sister had learned... Uh, the younger sister, uh, they're going to be 14 this month. They learned um, uh, roughly uh, around age 7, 8, 9, 10 or so. Um, my son is uh, 7 and has no clue whatsoever. Does not even compute. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know what that what a stripper means. Um, and with... Um, so with my older two, um, my oldest, I definitely don't see that ever happening, um, but very supportive in, in the environment, knowing that it's a, a profession and it's legitimate and everything. 
what if they became an I, exotic? That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that I don't see that ever happening no. for that for their personality and stuff, nor with the uh, second child. Now, however, I do kind of see it maybe with my son. So that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's yes. yes. I've the actually you dance, my, yeah. my son likes to moon people, and I don't do that kind of thing around home. But he. I seriously, I have to stop and look, and I'm like, wait a minute. Um, uh, no, seriously, I have a photo of this boy um, at a very young age um, spinning around on a pole, and not a real pole. It was on a playground, and I had another stripper um, look at him and go, uh, 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 an apple fall far from the tree there? So yes, um, so with my uh, for any child um, becoming a, an exotic dancer for you know gender you know I I I support them. Um, Would either of you have uh, safety concerns or I guess safety advice that you'd want to give them? Because I would imagine just hearing the different stories that depending on what club you are in, there are some serious safety concerns yes it would be definitely you know do your research um, listen to this podcast and learn what to do yeah yeah and yeah listen to um your uh people in the industry and stuff you know you go but no what i mean is is that you're gonna hear things and what i mean is is like i've been in the dressing room i walked in um the other night and i overheard someone talking about a dancer that just walked out and i'm just thinking to myself you know that's not a a great thing but you hear you get information that way you know and, and that's what i mean it's just listen you know fly on the wall kind of thing and you're going to find out where you know good places are and where you know and i would say bad, take bad that places. you know don't go into it thinking that it's completely safe and take mm-hmm. all of that advice to heart advice to heart and i say it like that because i think of uh, my kid growing up and and other young ones like don't really think about safety as like a primary concern because when you're young you're immortal so that that's actually one of the reasons why i've been at the club i've been at for over 20 years is because of the safety i they have there's a protocol at the end of the night if you're closing we can't leave until they've cleared the lot and made sure that it's okay for and safe for us to leave they walk us all out they carry our stuff and, and you know i so here with that when i worked when when I worked at the movie theater, here here's the big flip on that. I felt uncomfortable leaving at two o'clock in the morning by myself in a dark parking lot, versus you know I was used to being walked out by a security you know person that you know made sure to watch that I left the parking lot. You know I was secure in my car. That didn't you know didn't happen when I worked at the movie theater. That that goes with all the hidden dangers that I told you about, like bikers and uh, drinking on the job and um, your information, your personal information and, and etiquette, you know? It, you can't. It's street smarts, basically. Like going in there, you have to have street smarts, and a lot of girls don't. They go in there very naive. They go in there... Uh, they're very, very innocent. And yes, I wouldn't say um, innocent, but they're just, it, it's like when, when you're yeah. young and you start there and you hear these things, like this guy says, I'm the hottest girl here. He mm-hmm. says this, and it's like they're luring you in, and you you could go, you could, that's, you could, you know. That's why it's a, a environment for a lot of trafficking, because it's easy to prey on that. I call them pimpy words, yeah, and yeah, you exactly. can be sober, and you could be, old as shit like me and still they could say their little pimpy words and you're handing over the money you've made earlier today oh you'll be back in a little while okay like yeah easy and that's just like so here's uh, a question here's a question that i think is a little bit more lighthearted, and you can take a second to answer it if you have to think through the history um what is your um i've seen it all now moment the environment in a, a strip club can be very unique compared to other colorful. working. Colorful. There yeah. you go. Um, working environments. Um, 
uh, <laughs> cat, and you know someone already tried to use this story again, so sorry it's been taken. Cat brought up the one where uh, a dancer lost her tampon on somebody. You remember her when the tampon fell on the guy's head? And oh, I've heard. I wasn't there for that, but um, no. Uh, how how many penises have I seen? Kind of thing, you know. It's like you know, seriously. Um, Is it penises or peni? Peni, maybe. <laughs> Pinuckles. <laughs> Um, well, penis. Yeah. I, I think, okay, so peni might be because it's all grouped together, and penises is, you know, it's been, mo- whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Well, let's, let's go um, back to the original subject. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Sage? <laughs> do, do you uh, what's your oh you know what you've seen oh for real yeah oh yeah right. come on all right i so, want to hear and this is when i first started i had to I, actually I think, think about it and is. then i went back to it because i didn't really quite block it out so much as i just forgot because i you know i came here and had some drinks um but when i was in that non you know in in washington where we didn't have alcohol a woman came into the back room and said and she had just done this, and she was one of the older women. There wasn't a lot of older women in this club. They were they were quite young. She said, um, "I I would you be able to?" And the other girls knew what I was talking what she was talking about. Would you be able to uh, feed your urine to a man? And he just like wants you to cuddle him, like just put your arm around him. He really just doesn't even want to dance. He doesn't even want to get that close. And he wants you to just convince him that you're the the prettiest mommy, that um or just just keep talking about how you're just the prettiest mommy and you're the best mommy and and you're you're his mommy and the best mommy just carry on the conversation and so she I go for real this is okay this is what's going to happen all right and it took that long for her to say go to the bar get a plastic cup put a little bar napkin over it then walk just a, a foot over that way and do exactly what I just said and uh yeah, the the worst part was while he was like, yes, please tell me more, whatever. Um, after he he guzzled my my little, it was a little plastic one, clear plastic cup. Um, smelling the urine of the other girl that is on his breath. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> and all good stuff happened after this. All good. Like this was just the worst in the very beginning. When I first started dancing, I uh, I danced with a gal that told me that she worked in a fetish club, and she told me about a golden shower and stuff. So I I knew that very early on. This this is a gal that would get drunk off box wine. For the more naive out and there, what is a golden shower? A g- golden shower, uh, getting pissed on. Um, I would have rather have pissed on him sexual. than feed and yeah. breathe. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally <laughs> understand that. Um, however, uh, it, so you know, she would get drunk off box wine, come off stage, and then make out with me in the dressing room, butt ass naked. So you know, there was some, you know, like mommy's juice just, box. Okay, <laughs> but but so um. That that's not I, I haven't had that sort of thing asked of because I work in a, a, a area that's very particular about that kind of thing. But let me say I I should uh, share my very first table dance experience. He was jacking off in his pants, sweatpants and got kicked out. I was two weeks into dancing and it was a foot rule distance okay we just came out back from covid and having six foot rule up yeah so uh, this this was a a, there was no touching whatsoever i like had to dance in front of this guy and he is literally slips his hands down his sweatpants and i'm like uh uh is this what's gonna this is this is is this normal because if it is i'm not sure i like this and when the bouncer finally saw him doing it it was immediate oh my god that's fucking disgusting get the fuck out and he gets kicked out and then he the bouncer looks at me he's all did you get paid and went no and it was a ten dollar table dance oh no well it wasn't even in the back room there was no back room. You gotta watch out, cause like three shakes of the lamb's tail, and the they're office. done sometimes. This is why. Oh, here, uh, here's some advice for new dancers. 
collect your money up front because you never exactly. know when someone's going to jerk off in their sweatpants um, and get kicked out. <laughs> what so, what so, percentage of time does that happen? So, 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 I've seen a couple people whip it out on stage okay. and start, like, you know, Here, flopping it around, but that's about l- it. L- let, me, let me come full circle. So I actually do currently have a customer that does not touch himself but does relieve himself in his pants. That's impressive. I mean, it's disgusting. It's, yeah. it's like, oh, be like, you know, like, yeah, I don't even have to touch it. I just, <laughs> all I have to do is stand there. What is it, Star Wars shit like that? Like, <laughs> I have the force. <laughs> Here's some advice for um, customers also. Male customers that are coming in and think that they go- might get a lap dance. Please. No silk pants and no sweatpants. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable for everyone. Oh, we used to have a dress code. I know. We used to have a dress code. Collared shirts after 8 p.m., no wife beaters, no, um, and hats had to be on straight. They couldn't be backwards. So that was actually a, prov- you know. There was like no hats for a while, if I remember correctly. You know, it was a, no, uh, if you were wearing a hat, it had to be on Bill the right forward. way. You guys are both um, kind of long timers, so I'm not sure if you'd even remember this. How how has working in the industry changed your view of the industry? Again, you've been doing it for quite a while, so I don't know if you know what if you even remember what your preconceptions of. I didn't have much of a preconception. Um, I grew up in an area, um, if I recall correctly, when I moved to the town I graduated high school um, in, it was like 1,500 people. It's now had a huge boom, but with that, I mean, there was one high school in my town when I graduated. And so when I was on stage, because of using my own nickname and stuff, I had people come up and call me by my stage name and last name, actually. And and I'm like, hello, no, 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 no. Um, so there was, I had, I actually did, I actually did research. I went and rented, you know, like Blockbuster kind of rented, um, strip tees and, uh, the other one, um, now I can't think of it. Uh, so it was, yeah, um, strip tees, but it was the, oh, I know what you're um, talking about. The one that everybody hated. Um, with uh, wasn't it the gal from Save by the Bell? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Showgirls. 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 So that was my actual research for um, for being because I didn't have much of. uh, Oh, my favorite movie when I was 16 was Pretty Woman. (laughs) That I would actually dance to it. That story. Well, first of all, I'll ask her the question, then I'll ask the other question. did did working in the industry alter any preconceptions that you had of stripping? Like, what did you think about it prior to dancing, and how did that change after you became a performer? I've gone, like, three times in New Jersey, always with a group of boys, always when they give me money because I've never had money. And um, I wondered, why is she so sullen? Why isn't she smiling? She's performing. And why is her shoes all scuffed up? Don't you have money to, like, fix that? And it's just gross, like, weird, like, kind of. And now I understand why. Right. Enough <laughs> 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 said, I guess. That's great. That's that's why um, there's house moms, right? Oh, no, no, no. And the stripper does not love me and want me to work here. Like, oh, that's yeah. what the stripper said to me. I had bright white hair oh you're so pretty you should work here i love you we can be best friends and and i believed her i did i swear all these things i felt deep down and i wondered and now i get it so um one of the things that uh, i don't think they shown so a new a new one in the sense of movie kind of research is um hustlers they actually showed a little bit of an excerpt you know a little bit kind of there were some aspects of the industry that were pretty pretty right on and they i recently watched it and i actually 
I actually watched it with my 16-year-old because she was interested in it. And I, and the story is actually completely not about dancing. It is about what these group of women did. And they conned men and everything using their profession as dancers. Okay. But they were, they actually showed excerpts of the industry that are very true. Um, They actually showed a house mom. There's right in the beginning of the movie, um, one of the gals says, mom. And I think that's actually the gal that says that is Cardi B, who was a dancer before she started. But there's the story about Cardi B also, about her. She admitted that she had drugged men and gotten money yeah, from them. That, and that's why she's in that movie. Oh, okay. Is she I part never, of that I never movie? Saw it. That's part of that's part of that. It's. You, I've heard rumors be, about that stuff going on. I believe in like bigger. Uh, right. You know, guys will come in and, and, and they'll that, spend a bunch was, of money. And they'll, you know, they're just losing their cash. I've seen it where I've I've watched gals take advantage of a customer because they have that much money and stuff. I've been a part of it and everything, and they, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, know, let's charge this much, you know, thousands of dollars and everything, and they're... Well, you guys are, but also you guys are independent contractors, so you have the option. I mean, you can't go overboard, I guess, depending on the club. I guess you could ask for as much as you wanted. Sometimes they they say... um, did I pay you? And you have the right to say no. Right. And I, that happened two days ago, and I said <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> here's me in being too honest. I actually had a customer that got had was so drunk that he had already previously paid me, and then paid me again because we were still dancing, and then paid me again, and then pay, then at the very end he's paying me again and I'm like okay thank you because arguing with him would have been you know waste of time waste of time just yeah sure yeah sure yeah sure but we saying yeah sure too I don't know I've witnessed this a couple of times just popped into my head have either of you ever had the moment of like you're dancing and oh shit that's my dad or my uncle or my brother or you know person who isn't supposed to a no i'm here high school history teacher yeah oh okay elaborate i got his phone number come to find out he actually after that sometime later he had an affair with an 18 year old student so that doesn't surprise me no big shock however um no i uh because um of the age of my family and stuff that that that's just not going to happen. My actual concern more is the parents of the friends of my kids. Yeah, that's a whole new concern um, for you now. Uh, and I've, I've experienced that quite often. Um, or I go to school and I see a customer and... Oh, I love seeing the, the customers out at, like, a concert with their girlfriends. And I'm like, oh, I know oh, you. And they look at me, like, terrified. And I'm just like, I won't tell, but you have to buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at the movie theater. So I was a manager. And I was on the floor. And I would see these customers come in with their families and their kids, you know, wives and everything. And they'd look at me. Like a deer in a headlight, like oh shit! What is she look. gonna say? I think if there's one what, look for that. Is she gonna, <laughs> is she gonna give me out? Is she gonna give me up? And I'm just, you know, hi, how are you doing? You, know, thank you, enjoy your show. So I was, I was just gonna ask for, for like, uh, parents of other kids. How is, is that basically how you deal with it? Is just kind of pretend like it's not even a thing? How do you, how do you deal with well, it? Well, okay, so. Here's the interesting thing is is that because I've been doing it for so long, there's actually quite a few other dancers that have kids my age, um, my my kids' age too. So they all kind of intermingle within school. So we all kind of have, 
a little bit in a sense. Um, but there's also, I mean, so the, a lot of those uh, gals aren't dancing anymore. They haven't danced in a decade or more. All right. Um, so I still, but I still get, uh, you know, people coming in going, wait a minute. Didn't I see you on field trip? My, yeah, that was me. And, um, it's, I'm sorry. I, I repeat. Oh. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me. How do you deal with that situation? Um, um I don't know. I, did, I, I guess it's just, uh, cause, well, I'm, I'm open about it. You know, I'm just, it's like, you know, whatever that's, that is me. And I, I'm not ashamed of it. I think that's the biggest issue is that it, I, it, I'm not shamed by doing it. In fact, a friend of mine, um, you shouldn't be. who I used to work with at the movie theater actually made a comment about saying, um, whore and slut. He doesn't like those terms there. He thinks they're offensive. And I'm like, I don't, I, I said, I asked, Hello talk. I said, <laughs> I, I, I asked him if he knew the difference between a whore and a slut. And he's like, well, one, you know, money. And I go, exactly. And he says, well, no matter what, I think they're both offensive. And I'm like, I don't. What was his point? Why did he think they were offensive? I, he just, he, he thinks they're offensive in, in that sense. Like, you know, that people shouldn't be shamed for being sexual, you know, or, or making money off of sex. He thought they should be or shouldn't be shamed shouldn't be shamed and that because those terms are to be shameful or they're used to shame people yeah you have to working in the industry you have to be comfortable with people thinking those things you have to you, it's, like, it's pointless to fight stripper. with them and those are people that i don't want to be around or i don't even need to explain to them like what i do and why i do it and i'm you have to be like confident and fighting with people is just, it's not going to go anywhere. I bet all three of you every once in a while will be in, like, Walmart or something and get the stare of, like, how do I know them? I have a, a funny story. So I've been in this town for a year, and I'm with my child. I'm off work for a week, not really thinking about work. Um, bright colored hair t-shirt and I'm, I'm with my significant other and then I get the grocery store clerk comes over and hands me a gift card from the store and says man hand a man paid for this <laughs> <laughs> and I and I looked at my dude and my dude was like chill he's like oh neat and then my daughter was like how'd you get that superstar <laughs> like I'm like yeah mm-hmm, you betcha yeah, I'm yeah. And, and and I think he he saw me he thought she she's here she wants groceries let me tip her and that was really cool that's yeah grocery outlet next uh sponsor (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. all righty so i don't know where you want to go from here we can do i have a current events or do you guys have anything else you want to add yeah we can probably we can probably wrap up on current events yeah that's what i think we should do yeah, I, yeah, both of you guys are awesome. Was it fun? It, it, it's so it's so great, and it's just I I do want to get rid of a lot of the stigmas. I do want to get rid of. I want people to like have a more understanding of the industry, and like we are all people. It's not just we're not all whores and sluts, or you know. I mean, if you want to be like Libby. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I think the biggest thing that we can learn so far is it takes all kinds. You can't take one, you can't say, this is the type of person who. The sex industry is a vast industry. And that is what a lot of people, because it's sex, that's the biggest stigma of it. But you know what? Eventually everybody has sex. And everybody's thinking about it. They're going to be listening if they don't come to the club. We wouldn't be here (laughs) if it wasn't for sex. Yeah. I had a a stripper once tell me that she couldn't talk to me anymore because she knew that I didn't believe in God. And I was like, that's wow. a odd that's, that's to take. There. She had to go eat something. She had an, needed an excuse to go so, in the back room. That was <laughs> a colorful reason. My, my middle name, uh, speaking of God sort of thing, my middle name is Magdalene. Oh, really? <laughs> that should have been your stripper name. <laughs>
Speaking of uh, religion and stuff, you guys know the ex-Hope ladies, the Exposed Hope? Exposed Hope. Yeah, so they have agreed to come on the show as that's well, awesome. Yeah. They, they are lovely ladies. Yeah, we'll um, talk more about they, that. They've helped um, a lot of a lot of dancers, myself included. Yeah, they're wonderful. I told them about it. They didn't skip a beat. They're just like, yeah, we'll be on oh, it. Absolutely. I'll do yeah, that one with you guys. That would be yeah. awesome. They're uh, yeah. they're helping out. I think one of our pregnant dancers yes. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, She's working yeah. today. She's we, uh, a couple of us connected um, uh, them to her. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's great. So they agreed to come on and we're going to do a segment on that i'd like to find um a, another religious organization that is against what we do and interview them about why they yeah. so that's what it is but let's um oh we need to be saved i got and stuff. A, I, I got a message from a guy random he's just a customer because that's how you get on my insta and he said hey i heard from another dude that there's a pregnant girl at your club is it true and i was like yeah dude limited time <laughs> you know, I almost did that when I was pregnant with my son, but I just didn't feel comfortable and didn't have a lot of encouragement from other people. You so still got time. You ready? I, 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 I'm fixed. We, 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 it, it, would, it would take a lot of money for that. Uh, well, let's applaud the pregnant stripper who is about to, to, to burst. Oh, I because love it. And I've, I've, I've had others do it, and I. I but you, you've I, got to applaud her confidence. She gets up there on stage, and she's like, but I, think "I told it's her." It's a beautiful thing. I was I was, pre- I was uh, f- getting uh, photos uh, done, photo shoots and stuff done when I was pregnant with my son. Oh, when it's, it, I, when I saw her on stage super naked. Super sexy. I was like, she came up to me after work, and I had a shift drink and I was a little buzzed up. But I was like, "You were very pregnant," and she's like, and she just giggles, and she's like, "Was that the first time you saw me?" Naked and like, yeah, yeah, it was. Too cute about it, yeah. She, you know, she changes me around yeah. her belly button. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm she's not hiding it. That's what's really cute. That what what's awesome is is that she's not hiding it. That that's you know I've seen others dance and they've hit it and you know and, and stuff and, and, you know and only a select few people knew and she, you know it was it was impressive how she was able to move around and, and she belly. used her belly to like wrap around the pole and i was like i mean i just don't yeah. understand pregnancy or whatever but she has the confidence and she's like i'm doing this i'm doing this for my baby like I think it's amazing. I I really do. And I kind of wish I had when I had my son and stuff because, well, obviously, he kind of has tendency to pole dance anyways. (laughs) Look, he had early practice. I got to show you the video. This is the funniest thing. Well, on that note, um, pregnant strippers, maybe we could, well, people can email if they want to donate to her cause um, at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. I think by the time our, our episodes get out, <laughs> some have already popped. I know, but you never know. She can still get support. She still needs support because she, it'll be a little bit. She needs at least at least four weeks of uh, downtime. So we need to get her some support for that. Yeah. Before, before we close it up, I think you had a story. We wanted to do current events. I do have a story with Miss. Well, whatever. So we have a we have a. <laughs> well, we like to do a segment called Current Events, and, um, you know, this is the, the customer of the week. It was my Monday, so I'm not even day two yet of my week, but um, a dancer comes up to me last night, <clears throat> and she's funny, and she's sweet, and she's just like, oh, there's a customer in the back, that little, there's a little bald old man who's been playing video lottery I know all who that is. night long, and he's like so polite, he comes up, orders a drink, he tips very well, he's just like talking about his wife, she's out of town, blah, 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 and the way this girl, I wish I could tell the story the way that she did, because the way that she tells stories is amazing, we will get her on the show, I'm going, oh my gosh, she's a silly goose, she is such a silly goose, <laughs> <laughs> I like to feed her gummies and vice versa, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> God, no, but this guy was, like, so nice, and so she goes in the back, and he's just like, oh, my wife is gone, she's the love of my life, but she's gone, but she doesn't let me lick her asshole, and all I want to do is eat your asshole, and it's just like, 
what? That guy said that? And he goes on and goes on about it. And, you know, a dance, a, three dances is $120, I think, or $140, whatever. He's like, count. well, if you came back to my house and let me, you know, do this to your butthole, like, I would pay you $280. And she's like, um, more like 5000 And he freaks out. And he's like, you want me to pay you to give you pleasure and freak out wow. on her? And so she gave no more dances for the rest of the night. So that might not be the current events, but that could be the customer of the week. <laughs> so <laughs> to, to, the, to the, to the butthole licking connoisseur, we applaud you. <laughs> um, yeah, current events is basically just has anything crazy happened in the last week or two. That that pops to your mind because that place is a place where crazy things occasionally happen. Yeah, we had the bacon cocktail last week. Well, on uh, that note. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for being here. Thank you, Livy. Thank you, Pixie Sage. Thank you, uh, Backside Kegs and Andre for letting. Oh, we lost him. Um, Thank you. Thank you for hosting us at Backside Kegs. Um, if you do, you want to say anything, Mr. Andre? Oh, he's running. Shy. <laughs> cheapest and coldest beer in town, and everything is cheapest special. Cheapest and coldest beer in town, and everything is special. All right. Yeah, if you hang out there every once in a while, you might run into. If you hang out there every once in a while, you might run into a couple of in a podcast. There's a poll. There is a poll. All right. Well, I am Kat. I'm Brad. The Brad. I'm Brad. Sorry. The Brad. The Brad. Sorry. Forgot my name. Bye, everyone.